we've seen six cop cars and an ambulance. <clears throat> Hall, like, we're wondering if someone gotten mauled by a bear or moose or wolf or cougar or something. What if, like, we're out here in Jackson, Wyoming. Live on the scene. Live on the scene. Coming at ya. If you're tuning in from the video side, welcome to the visual experience. You're like, oh my God, are these guys doing a podcast from their car? Yes. Fuck yeah, we are, brother. We no were CGI involved. No CGI, no AI. This is real. We are going to show you some cool, cool ass views and maybe even some visuals to, to help what we're talking about today. You know, I guess the reason why we felt compelled to do this pod is that it doesn't just apply to a lot of people. It's very, very, very important and it affects your workflow and how you are actually going to find speed with your workflow, impact with your workflow, and also just like general happiness. Like, do you actually genuinely enjoy your your work? Right. And and that's what we're all about here is, is taking your passion and turning it into a more profitable business. But I just, again, even if you're an employee right now, this is something that you can listen to and take today and run with. So starting from the beginning, Jack, go for it. Well, yes, we were driving around this morning early and I asked Max, what was the most impactful moment in his entrepreneurial journey for him personally, not societal? Like how much money did you make in a month? It was like, what for him personally was the most impactful moment in his uh, entrepreneurial journey? That's right. And so the answer was... Oh my God, it, it kind of gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because it's probably not what you're thinking. It's probably, like you said, it's probably not the money. It's not the, funny enough, it's not even like the impact that we've had with our clients or things like, like that. It was completely internal. Well, I can't just jump to the moment. I can't just jump to the solution. I'll give you context. What, what happened was I started the business and it's a, we talk about creative entrepreneurship. I mean, our our realm is within creativity. Videoing experts, when I started it, I was the one doing all of the video editing. In fact, even before then, I was traveling across the country shooting. I was doing full production from start to finish. And when I ultimately started V, Videoing Experts, I ended up hiring a couple of people, my sister being the first employee of V. Um, hey, start with what you got. And what I ultimately delegated to her were just like time consuming, almost like uh, client contact tasks. She was basically our, our emails. Yeah. Emails point of contact because I was like, listen, I'm just too busy editing videos. But then there was a pivotal moment where I had to do the one thing that most entrepreneurs really, really struggle to do. It's the one thing that holds them back from, from multiplying themselves, from multiplying the amount of money they make, multiplying the amount of clients they serve, multiplying, um, <clears throat> multiplying, sorry, we're pulling up on something. It might be like a moose sighting, multiplying, honestly, multiplying their happiness, multiplying the amount of time they get with their family or multiplying the money that they can make so that they can have the family that they want. The one thing is simply trusting, trusting someone to fully take on the tasks that you are good at. Why would you want to give away the tasks that you're good at? Because the simple fact is, as an entrepreneur, you should only be doing the things that only you can do. We need to pull over because they're freaking bison outside, people. Coming at you with the visual experience. Right as I fucking drop the heat. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the main point is 
how? How can you trust someone if you're really just getting started, especially for, for something that was my biggest strength was video editing. I was, that was what I was the best at out of all my skills. So why would I give away? And that almost seems like the opposite of what I just asked, like, or what I just stated about, like only pass on the things that only you can do. Even though that was my biggest strength, I knew that someone could ultimately be editing the videos at the caliber that I'm editing them at. And I, I was willing to take that journey because I knew on the other side of that hard, hard freaking time, I would be able to multiply my success. Now, more tactically, more specifically speaking, it is super important to do the following. Number one, do not, I repeat, do not just interview one person. I interviewed, no exaggeration, Jack knows this, over 100 people to be my first assistant editor. Three of them got past the initial round. Three of them ultimately were decent enough to be like, okay, this is legit. This could be a good hire. The, out of the three, one of them actually didn't show up to the call or, or he was too late. I think he was like 15 or 20 minutes late to the interview. And I was like, this is not going to work. Like you got to be on your shit. Yeah. Number two. And I, you know, I hold myself to a high caliber. And if, you, if you're listening to this, you probably do too. Number two, there were like personality red flags. The person was actually like cutting me off, interrupting when I was speaking. They were just simply poor at communication. And then the last one ended up being an incredible person, great communicator, skilled, very skilled, not to the point at which I ultimately wanted them. I wasn't going to just be like, all right, you're hired. Let me throw you some client work, even though all these people like, even like Eamon Ghazi talks about like, uh, arbitrage, like this, like <laughs> fulfillment arbitrage, you know, white labelings that, that like, just to be clear, when he says stuff like that, he probably doesn't mean, and certainly what I don't mean is just to hire someone, turn them to a client and be like, all right, go for it. No, you care about your business. You care about the work. And you, if you don't, you need to, because yeah. if some, if you don't care as much as your competition does, guess who's going to win? Whoever cares more. So ultimately here I am with this one person. His name is Alex and Alex is still with our company, you know, five, more than half a decade later, which is goes to the point of what did I do? Like, how did we treat it? And certainly it was not a one way street. It wasn't just me making Alex incredible. It was a matter of first off me reaching out to enough people so that I found the diamond in the rough. Secondly, in the interview process, I had to, I had to ensure that a couple of things were on point. Number one, basically goals, values, communication. Those are really what I always look for in anything. And Jack, you know this, and all of our employees know this. I want to clearly state, number one, not our goals, not my goals. What are their goals? Right? Like Jack, when we interviewed you, it was like, how do you, what do you, uh, what was the question that we asked? It's, um, what is the ultimate version of Jack look like? And, and then we'll just let them answer. Right now, if that's aligned with our goals, we'll say, great, we think we should continue this conversation. But right off the bat, if we're, if there's giving us an answer that's different from the goals that we have, we're like, Hey, listen, I like those goals a lot. I think those are impressive or, or whatever, but those are just different from what we're going towards. So we're going to, you know, have to respectfully end this conversation because, and then you could explain like where our goals are this. And, and sometimes people are like, Oh, well, listen, like, I actually do want to do that. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe you continue, maybe you don't. But the goals absolutely have to be aligned. Number two, the values. What are values? 
values. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about like, we respect each other and blah, blah, blah. No. Values do encompass respect, of course. But values need to be in place for when shit goes wrong. When, when you are, I'm going to go ahead and do a loop here. When you are in a predicament with your, a serious problem with your team, and one person has one opinion and another person has another. Jack has one strong opinion. I have another strong opinion. We haven't actually gotten into this yet in your, your experience yet, but it does come, come up. You don't, you don't listen to the opinions. You rely on the values. Well, what are the exact values? What is the, the, does the mission of the company have a clear enough direction with not just an insight, but a, almost a, a handbook of values to establish how we treat each other and how we make decisions on the way to accomplishing this mission. That is what your values are. And maybe on screen, we can put, put our values up. If you guys aren't tuning into the video side, go on over to YouTube, type in creative entrepreneurship. Number three, communication. And this one is understated and, and certainly something that I kind of accidentally got with Alex. And maybe I was, I was maybe, you know, now that I explained it earlier, with the other two people, the one guy was late to the meeting. I was like, all right, well, clearly he doesn't respect my time enough. And then the other guy was like interrupting me. I mean, you can't be doing business. I mean, you could work with someone for a short amount of time like that, but the, all those interruptions or, or maybe, maybe it's something else. Maybe they're just slow with communication. Maybe they're not very clear. Maybe they have just too many ideas, right? Or they don't listen to your ideas enough. The communication side is how you how you really ensure a long lasting relationship as well as quick learning, right? Because if they can't communicate their problems and their concerns, or even just the questions that they have as they get started working with you, you are going to have a very, very difficult time. And of course, for any employees listening to this, think about this with new hires. Think about this with maybe the next job that you want to get. If you're not starting your own company, please listen to more of our podcast episodes because I think you should. Maybe, but even if you go want to go work for someone, that is cool. Like that's I I'm, I don't think everyone should start their comp their own company. Just to be clear, I think there are I know there are so many benefits to being a part of another company. Make sure that you are that person with high communication, right? And then if there's a new kid on the block, be that person to have great communication so they can either replicate it or you can pick up their slack so that your work doesn't fall behind and you don't have the headache. This type of establishment of goals, values, communication, that ultimately leads to a high amount of efficiency, which, which leads to just better results. And guess what? When someone has a stack of results, aka Alex in the very beginning when I was started working with him, and he started getting more results, more results, I put him through the freaking ringer. That's by the way, that's what I say to everyone. I'm like, Listen, like when you get started with us, I'm going to throw you in the fire, but I'm going to walk through the fire with you because I've been there. I've been through every single stage of the company. There's not a single position on the company that I could not step into and work. I know what it's like. I'm going to walk you, you through the fire and we're going to get to the other side because I want that fire to, I want it to, I want you to feel it. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. Like any change does, right? All change feels uncomfortable, but that's where success comes from. And so there was Alex going through the uncomfortable change. He knew our goals. We had aligned goals together. We had a similar uh, uh, line of values. 
he said things in different ways, right? You're, you're not going to have the same exact goals. You're not going to have the same exact values, but you can understand what he's trying to say. And I was like, ah, we're, we're going in the same direction here. Understood. We had great communication. And guess what? We got a stack of results. And finally, I could take my, my baby, my, what I thought was my biggest strength. And if you're listening to this, what is your biggest strength that maybe you need to delegate? And ultimately, I was able to trust him. It was the one freaking thing that you don't want to do. It's like, well, actually, you want to do it, but you can't do it. Yeah. And I've talked to so many creatives about this, right? It's like, I listen, I want to like delegate the video editing or I want to delegate the, you know, for photographers, it's like they're, they're hiring an assistant photographer or, or even for something else. Maybe um, my buddy who's in uh, travel, um, like, oh, well, I, I, I work with clients. Like I'm the client communicator or I'm the sales guy, right? Like, or whatever the freaking thing is. Get off your high horse for a second. Let me just speak real to you for a hot sec. Get off your high horse and get tactical. Be like, how can I achieve more? Not with my ego, but by actually trusting people. Because the here's here's the the freaking famous quote they actually came from Alex. It was actually in the beginning. Um, he was like, you can go fast by yourself, but you can go further with others. I am an impatient mother effer. I understand speed. I know that speed is vital, but I also want to go further. I'm not just here to play the short game and I'm not just here to play the long game. It is a balance. And the way to do it is with people. And Alex is good people. <laughs> As you know, yeah. Alex, Alex is basically our uh, creative director. He's yeah, he's still rocking. He's, he's a leader on the team. Oh yeah. And, um, and he, he basically came from, you know, video editor to managing editors to now managing many different even departments yeah. which is really cool and i mean a lot of creative input as well. well do you want to give any more input from your side no you kind of like covered a lot there yeah yeah but I, maybe i could go one step further because this is going to be advanced but i think a lot of our listeners are the advanced folks <laughs> you can hang folks by the way look at that damn view oh get inspired my god that inspires the crap out of me all right, advanced tip. And actually, this is not from me. This is something I'm sourcing from Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins breaks down trust into three factors. The three factors are competency, benevolence, and integrity. What the hell do those mean? Competent. Competence means, well, basically, you can ask yourself the question of, do I have the capabilities and skill set to achieve what I said I will achieve? Think about that for the people that you're looking to hire, for the folks that you work with currently, or maybe the team that you someday want to build. Do you guys have the competency? Do you have the capabilities and skill set to achieve what you said you will achieve? I, I like that last little ending that Tony Robbins throws on that because it's he's basically saying make a promise. Yeah. And then and then show that you can keep that promise. Right? It's what I said I will achieve. It's like, I'm saying I will achieve this and I have the skill set and capabilities to make that shit happen. I will tell you what, that, that alone is going to keep you in business. You might not have the, you know, and the more, the better you can do that, the higher on the totem pole, the, the, the better you're going to rise to that number one slot in your industry for who people think of when they have their problem or they have their goals that they want to achieve. They're going to be thinking about who has the highest competency first. Number two benevolence 
Do I actually care about the end consumer or do I just care about profits? Big one here, folks. This leads to those values that I was talking about earlier, right? Do I actually care about the end consumer? Do I care about the people that I'm working with or do I just care about profits? I'll tell you what, I've worked with some money hungry folks in the past, like people that I've hired. Oh my God. They probably, not, not one of them has lasted more than maybe three months. We're honestly pretty quick to fire. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Yeah, hey, well, <laughs> uh, see ya. But that's simply because, I mean, you and I are both this way. We care about the money. Don't get it wrong. Yeah. But what we certainly care about more are, is the benevolence. Is like, do, do I really care about the, the people that are being affected here? Do you have the benevolence? Competency and benevolence are two out of the three. We have one more, but I will tell you what, even if you just hit two out of those three, you're going to be in real good shape, folks. You're, you're, you're either going to run a business that leads the industry, or you're going to start leading a team within a company and you're going to be making way more money. Like Jack, Jack just got started with us not too long ago. And Jack, I'm thinking about you, man, like as, with your competency, like what promises are you setting forth for the company? We just had a really good review of uh, a 60 day review of your uh, position and, and we basically set forth like what are we going to achieve and now it's a matter of that competency to be like all right well i have the capabilities and skill set to make it happen and if you prove that you're gonna be making more money if you have the benevolence to be like oh and by the way i really care about the impact you're gonna make a lot of people happier around you which is going to make a, a much better workplace which leads into integrity integrity is do i agree with your principles and will you follow through with them oof this is, this is interesting. This, this, it, it's Tony Robbins is throwing this in there. You know, for me, I, I think it's very similar to competency, but a slight factor of difference when it comes to integrity is just simply a matter of your character, like with everything that you do, you know, it's, it's not necessarily just like a, I make promises and keep them. It's more of a, with everything that I do, when I say something is going to happen or when, when, when someone else says it's going to happen, I'm taking initiative. Like even when it, even when, when it's unnecessary, you just do the thing. Yeah. My dad talks a lot about integrity. He thinks it's, you know, uh, he had a quote when I was younger and he was like, was it like nothing matters as much as your word or something? Like that? It was something like that. He said it more gracefully than that, but it was basically like, yeah, there's nothing more important than your integrity. The old saying, right? Um, what is it? Uh, it takes years to build and seconds to break. Oh, damn. Is that what he says? No, but that's just a saying about <laughs> trust that I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the main answer to the question that I asked you this morning was trusting somebody where you really felt comfortable trusting somebody that you hired with your creative business. And you can think of it even on a personal note with like you think about friends, like, is there a friend that you have, or maybe a family member that you have, or a freaking neighbor that you just really trust? Like when you go to them and you got a problem or you just want like a, a soundboard, some, someone to listen to you and you just trust them entirely. That feels amazing. Yeah. And finding that is not easy. And well, the thing with the business is it's an unlock because if you're not trusting your folks, which you're probably not with some of those things. There are, if I, 
I mean, listen, if I flew to your house or office and we audited your tasks, I guarantee there are at least one or two things that you're doing that you probably shouldn't be doing. And you're probably not even thinking about them. You're probably just like, you're probably just doing them. And they might be easy to do, but they're taking your time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think about this often, Jack, where, um, you know this too, because I don't want my people, like our, our, our team, doing too many time-consuming tasks. I understand that some things will take time, no doubt. Some things will definitely take time. But shit, like even Cassidy approached me recently. Alex approached me not, you know, uh, maybe a year ago or so. And he was like, listen, Max, I, I, I think I could use an assistant. You should. Now, when I first heard that, I, at first, I was like, why the heck would he want an assistant? Like, he's getting paid to do the job. Yeah. But he had a great reason. He was like, you know what, Max? I, I want to be doing this for the company. I, I have this vision. I have this goal that we, we could be doing. And I want to make that happen. I was like, okay, interesting. Actually, what happened with uh, Cassidy, another employee of ours, a leader on our team, she was like, Max, um, oh, sorry. This is, the, this is why I'm stumbling because I came to her and I was like, hey, Cass, we have this new goal. We have this new initiative that we want to set forth. And I think we need to take some things off of your plate. What if we give you an assistant? What if we give you someone to, to work with? And of course, she's like, well, what is the new thing, right? In her, her, in her mind, red flags went up. She's like, what is this crazy new thing that Max is going to have me do? Now, of course, with any new, with any position possible and any type of uh, promotion or raise, I always, always discuss the details and, and even ask for permission. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but I always ask for permission from the person. I never force someone to, to take on a, a a different role than what they're doing. Of course, roles are going to change, especially in our industry where social media is changing on a freaking weekly basis. Of course, small things are going to change, but if it's anything big, oh, we need to be able to discuss it because I want them to be happy. I want them to be really passionate about what they're doing because that's just going to, I mean, you think about like how fast you get things done when you're enjoying it. You, you honestly like black out and the next thing you know, it's been four hours, six hours and you're like, holy crap, I need to eat lunch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And you're, you're just flying. Yeah, in the zone. Right. The flow state. That flow state is hard to tap into if you're not liking what you're doing. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. You might be liking, and let's talk about you, Mr. or Mrs. Listener. You might be liking what you're doing, but now's that moment. And I, wa I want more people to have that moment of trust where they really genuinely trust someone. And it's just a matter of finding them. And if you want to fully trust them and, and you're in the beginning stages, you need to fully train them, right? Train them, get that stack of results, make it absolutely clear but beforehand, have the goals, values, communication set, train them up, take the time. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you time. But if you want to make more money with less time, that's the one thing you got to do. And even if you're an employee, consider having an assistant and consider what, what would be that next level. Like, what would be that next offer that you could give to your business so that you're ultimately making more money? And if you don't know, guess what? I love when people come up to me and our team and they're like, Max, I want to make more money. What can I do? Like, dude, I've, 
I wish more of our teammates said that. I Listen, I want to pay our people more money. And I love when we do. I love paying our folks. So be that person. Ask that question. Make more money. Be happier with your position. That's what creative entrepreneurship is all about. Turning your passion into more profits. This has been the Road Podcast. <laughs> On the road. Look at those freaking Look mountains, folks. Sorry, I've been a little distracted. That is If you haven't tuned into the video... Tune on in. Video folks, what it do, hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. If you are subscribed already, share with a friend. Consider sharing it with someone who might just find this a little bit helpful. We appreciate you. See you in the next one.